Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It was a last-minute winner to break the Luton hearts. And, of course, this is the SEN Premier League preview show, proudly brought to you by Schnitz. Handcrafted schnitzels made daily just for you. And uh, joining us on the line, uh, my name is Paul Sebastiani, and joining us on the line, uh, I reckon the uh, schnitzels uh, in North London at the moment would be tasting mighty fine uh, from an Arsenal perspective. A 3-4 win over Luton Town and Lee Judges, Arsenal Fair TV, Lee Judges TV. I reckon he's got a big fat grin on his face as he joins us on the line now. Lee, hello, sir. Hello, yeah, I am grinning. I'm grinning. Uh, just like listening to that audio just then, it just uh, <laughs> oh, it just takes you back to Tuesday night and uh, how mad that was, you know. So uh, yeah, everything going really well. Of course, last time we, we we spoke, you know, now you're world champions of cricket again. Yes, you know, yes, when you're bloody yes, yes. So well done on that. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> they did very well, actually, mind you. You could hear a pin drop in that uh, in the Indian Stadium when Australia was making runs. So uh, I think they defied all odds in the end. They started like a uh, they started pretty poorly, but um, yeah, they uh, they changed their fortunes around, and uh, it's another another World Cup tournament for for the Australians. Yep. So uh, good good luck to us. But uh, England so cricket, you're short, you're short for no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> take that take that tongue out of your cheek, sir. Take that tongue out of your cheek. Um, let's uh, let's rewind and go back to that Luton game. Just before we get stuck into the game, and um, you mentioned hearing the audio and hearing the the crowd go bonkers again. Kenilworth Road, it's the smallest stadium in the Premier League uh, for, for this season. What what was the atmosphere like? Because it looked like there were only about a thousand in the away bay, but they made the sound of about ten thousand through the effects microphone. Yeah, it was incredible. It was incredible. It's like going back into the eighties. I was like back at I was back at school going there, like and I felt like it was got. I've just gone back in in time. It was unbelievable. And you know what? Fowler enjoyed it. It was old school stadium, fantastic atmosphere. Luton fans were were brilliant, humorous as well. Uh, but back in their team, you know, uh, it was a 
absolutely outstanding atmosphere. And I'm going to say it now, I thought it was a fantastic game of football. I, mm. I really enjoyed the game. I know we got the result in the end, but, um, it, you know, Luton put it on us. And uh, all credit to them for that. Like, you know, they put it on us. Um, very, very physical. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And, and the, you know, if you get the experience to go to an away game at Luton, you know, you go through somebody's house. It's incredible. <laughs> it is incredible. Like, it's I'll incredible. To, I'll have to put it on the bucket list for when I'm back over there, my friend. Maybe uh, maybe next year or, or the year after. I think it might. Well, that's, Even if that... you just go around and have a look at yeah. it, just go around and have a look at it because it's... Uh, it's mind blowing. It's mind. You actually walk past the away end. If you didn't know it, was, if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't know it was. A, you wouldn't know it was an away end. It's an house. It's, it's incredible. Genuine, it really incredible. genuine local football. Old eighties feels. Uh, so, some people yes. like it. Some people loathe it. I know. I know Julian uh, off AFTV was a little uh, was oh. a little bit dubious about the ground. I think he said he was sitting in front of a pole and he fell off his seat during yeah. the game on the Invincibles podcast. But. Uh, He's, what are they calling him now? Tory? Is that his nickname? Yeah, well, I think they call him quite a few things, but we're sticking to that one, like, you know what I mean? Uh, it's always a good laugh. It's always a good laugh. But uh, the result yeah. is what matters at the end of the day, and uh, it's it's a come-from-behind victory for Arsenal. It's another late victory for Arsenal. It's another late winner to Declan Rice. And I think you can probably vouch for saying this. I... I as much as the £105 million spent was, you know, a, a, a club record transfer fee, clearly, but I don't think anyone could have picked him being the match winner on a handful of occasions this season. Not late anyway. Maybe in the complexity of a game, yes, the way he strings things together in the, mid, in the midfield, but uh, not scoring late match winners. It, it seems to be another string that he's added to his bow. 100%. That was one string you think you was going to get out of that 105 million you thought every other attribute you would would say that was that was it but not 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 his goal scoring if i'll be honest but he's, he's popped up with two incredible i know like we, we we scored again of course against man united but that was a defining moment against man united mm. in the last minute and of course this one you know listen we've just got the um player of the month awards over here and uh um harry Maguire. <laughs> harry <laughs> Maguire won it though, you know i can't don't start don't start i'll start don't make me laugh. But anyway, uh, how Declan Rice, he's, he's beaten Declan Rice this month. He's incredible. Because Declan Rice has just been absolutely outstanding. For us. Uh, I can't, I can't tell you how good he's been, like, you know. Uh, yeah, but they give it to Harry Maguire, like, you know. So you just got to laugh. But yeah, he's been fantastic for us. Uh, absolutely. It doesn't put in less than eight out of 10 performance. Mm. Uh, and when you think about that, that's incredible. That is incredible. And that's not me being biased. He's just no. been brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. He's, he's one of those players where, I mean, ta- talent-wise, we know he's clearly very, very talented. But he just he just does the basics right week in, week out. He, he does not make a mistake. And, look, I mean, he, he probably got outdone for the corner, I think, um, on Luton's first goal. But... Outside of that, he's been he's been phenomenal with regards to just the basics that he gets right every week. His tackling, his mentality, his passing, and now his goal scoring ability too. Um, you know, it's a, it is it's a hundred and five million pound bargain by the looks of it. And that I mean, but that's the thing, Lee. You've got to pay for quality, don't you? That that's the way the market is now. Well, exactly that, and 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 you don't mind paying a bit over the odds if if. Uh... If if it's nice, it's like if you go and buy a nice shirt or jumper, if it's or trainers, if it's yes. nice, uh, um, if it's quality, you don't mind paying that little bit extra. 
and that and that's what you get with him like you know it's not just uh, also his football as well like you know it's uh it's about um his demeanor the way he goes on uh, uh talking to the to the media the way he reacts with the fans uh, it's just a whole package and i tell you the other thing is that um uh, that he's got he's got coming to him is two massive Christmas presents from our two goalkeepers. You know what I mean? Because he saved the bacon <laughs> both of them. So uh, has he ever? <laughs> uh, uh, I'll be, you know, I'm hoping it's not a pair of uh, goalkeeping pajamas and gloves that he's getting off. I'm hoping he's going to get some good, decent presents up for them too, because he saved their bacon on on each, each and every each and uh, both of them. So uh, yeah, he's uh, been awesome. I think it's. Uh, I hope it's not a pair of socks or anything like that. Hopefully, it's something decent. No, no. If it, listen, if he gets a pair of socks or a pair of slippers, <laughs> he should throw them back at them. Too, like. <laughs> the trouble is, they both drop them. Like, you know what I mean? So there you go. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about David Ryer and Aaron Ramsdale. It, it seems as a scenario that has been, uh, look, inadvertently made by Mikel Arteta. I think everybody who follows Arsenal can understand that when you're in a Premier League winning mould that you need to improve every position and that is understandable. But I think as the season has gone on, we are still in the early parts of it. But it's safe to say that David Ryer is not hands and heels above Aaron Ramsdale with regards to not just only his distribution, but his shot stopping and I think just his all-round composure. Uh, across the across his defensive duties, so I don't know where it sits. I don't think he will drop David Raya for this game against Aston Villa. But given those two errors he made on the weekend, th- th- there's every chance that Aaron Ramsdale will get a shot this weekend as well. But look, I, I don't see it happening. But what what do you think of the scenario? I know you're you're a big Aaron, Aaron Ramsdale man, and I think a lot of I, know, I think everybody is. But everybody's backing in the yeah. manager now. That's the problem too. So there's a little bit of a conundrum around that. Yeah, listen, listen, the first and foremost is, you know, there's nothing wrong in trying to improve in every position. And I think like, if if uh, Mikel wanted to improve on the goalkeeper, that's his prerogative. Yep. But what what happens is that when that happens, you've got to come in and, 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 and nail it. And unfortunately, you know, he was up against a, a good a good goalkeeper where everybody felt that it didn't really need improving. Like, mm. you know, and if it did need improving, it was going to have to be something special. Now, at the end of it, now... You know, I think that he's played 10, 11 games now for the Arsenal. He's, he's four goals have, from his errors have gone in. You know, if you look at that, it's Chelsea. I'm going to blame him for the Newcastle one. I think that he, he sort of like got away with that one because yep. of Mikel's outburst and, the, and the, the controversy around that decision. But, you know, realistically, a, a goalkeeper should come and just collect that one. And the two on, um, on, um, on Tuesday night. Now, a top, top glass goalkeeper... Money makes three or four mistakes in two or three seasons, not not in five, ten games, and mm. that's but that's the problem. He's not come in and blown the the, the the debate out the window, and and he needed to do that. Now, um, for me, I, I think it's you know what what the manager has gone on and said, oh, we're going to rotate and everything like that, and it go it's all about performances and all that. Now, well, if that's the case, then um, Aaron will be and go on on Saturday, but I can bet your bottom dollar is not. So um, it's it's definitely not um, about about who's the better goalkeeper now. I think it's you know uh, there's certainly a bit of a favouritism there. Mm. I don't know why, but there is, and um, I, I think it's it's un, unlucky on Aaron. He's just going to have to take it. But um, when you see those performances, and when you, the manager turns around and says, 
well, I, I wanted to change the goalkeeper position at half-time or during the game at times, he said that, you know, well, he had the opportunity to do it on Tuesday and he didn't, like, you know, so, you know, sometimes just, you know, you, you take a, a pinch of salt what, what Mikel says, like, you know, so, but listen, nothing against Raya, he, he, look, all top goalkeepers make mistakes, all goalkeepers yep. make mistakes, but he's made too many, he's made too many when you when you don't you need to be flawless when you're coming in and taking over from a fan's favourite. That's that's the the key of this. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think that there's also look, there's also the debate surrounding different positions on the field, and I know you've raised this on many occasion on on AFTV and your own channel too. That it's almost as though the goalkeeper area now is held to a different standard to different areas on the pitch. Because I mean, let, let's take for example if Eddie and Ketia is to miss two open goals uh, as a starting striker, he's he's pulled the next game. And there's there's absolutely oh, no questions about it. Whereas David Raya makes these two mistakes, and we have to wait until an hour before the game to see the teams this weekend. I don't know which way Mikel's going to go, but just given what we've seen this season, I think he's going to back in the Spaniard. 100%. 100%. And that's, you know, down to the manager. But I, I think that if... Uh, I'm going to say Arsenal season's going very, very well this season. But I honestly think if this is not sorted out and resolved one way or the other, mm. I think Arsenal, this could cost Arsenal. Yep. Um, and and, and uh, Listen, the, the goalkeeping position is completely different to any other position. It is. You know, yep. and, 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 and that's the difference, you know. So I, I look at other, other teams. Now, I look at other teams and... It's happened with a few teams in the Premier League have lost their first team goalkeeper and the second yep. goalkeeper's coming in and he's not as good. So you're losing points. You know, that that has happened uh, at certain clubs this season. But for uh, for Arsenal, um, you know, Ray has not been injured or, or Ramsdale. Like, Ramsdale played every single game last season. So uh, the injury side of it's not, not a problem. But for, for me, what I've seen in the last couple of games, you know, we, we got away with it on Tuesday. yes. Uh, there's no two ways about it. We got away with it, like you know, um, last minute, last second goal. Um, but if we hadn't got away with it, we'd be really cursing ourselves. Mm. What's what's gone on after the, the the games with the results that have really gone for us this week as well, you know. So that, listen, at the end of the day, we got away with it. I've always said it, and I'll continue to say it. Mikel Arteta is a very, very good manager, very, very good coach. But he's one hell of a lucky sod as well, like you know what I mean. So uh, put it put it down, like you know. <laughs> you do need a little bit of luck to go your way in the Premier League. I tell you what, if he if, yeah. if 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 he's in a if I'm in a raffle and he's in front of me, I'm not going to buy a ticket. I'll vouch for that too. I don't think I've ever won a raffle in my life. So if Mikel's ahead of me, I'm no, not no, even, no, I'm not no, no. I bet he's won a few. Mikel. <laughs> I Right. Hopefully he wins. Hopefully he wins one at the end of the season with some nice Premier League title ribbons around it. That would be uh, that'd be quite handy as well. I think that'd be very very nice. Um, yeah, that'd be lovely. That'd so be lovely. That's that's the goalkeeper scenario. And one thing just before we move away from it is that I think Aaron Ramsdale. I mean, we're not privy to what's going on inside the club or anything like that. But he hasn't dropped his lip, has he? he he's just got on with it, and he, he seems to be upbeat and positive on the bench and. I mean, like I said, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors at London Colney or anything like that. But one thing I think we've seen just from cameras outside um, when when they do step out on the pitch and on the bench, he he hasn't dropped his lip at all. No, he's been he's been uh, the ultimate professional uh, after which which must have been a very very bitter pill to to swallow. 
if I'll be honest, because I think if you look at him, think he doesn't deserve it. But you know, he's been uh, very, very good, and you can tell. And I know, I know for a fact that he loves playing for the Arsenal. Who wouldn't like you know? So you're taking away uh, something that he loves to do, and, and it's a, an absolute ultimate dream of his as well. So yeah, all credit to him for doing that, like you know. And, and I also feel sorry for David Ray because on Tuesday night, both goalkeepers come out roughly the same time. You know, there was only one name that they were singing. You know. Mm. Um, so it's a difficult situation. He's been put in a difficult situation as well, where you know um, he's probably feeling a little uncomfortable himself. I don't know. So it's a real. I, I think it, if I look back on it now, and, and hindsight's a wonderful thing. It just it just seems an unnecessary problem that we put on ourselves, which we didn't need to do. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting scenario as the as the season uh, moves forward. Hopefully, there's no many. Hopefully, there's no more. Big errors from either keeper, uh, both ways. So no, uh, exactly. let's move on to a fella who has, well, there was a little bit of, I don't know if it was negativity surrounding his early season form, but he came to the club with a big price tag, £65 million from Crosstown rival Chelsea. Uh, Kai Havertz, uh, he has well and truly found his feet, Lee. Uh, he is in goal-scoring form. He seems to be finding his voice as well with his celebrations and it's amazing what one goal in open play can do for your confidence and your mentality. Unbelievable. Professional footballer, all that money, talented, German international, boils down to a one minute at Brentford where he comes on and scores a goal. His confidence goes up. Completely different player. Completely different player. He does things now. I think he was playing a little bit safe at times, not trying to do the um, spectacular stuff now. Yep. Now he's trying spectacular stuff. He's driving through players. I haven't seen that. Uh, he'd done that twice in the game against Luton. He's done it in games before where he was just getting the ball and passing it on, just being safe. Now he's getting the ball, driving into the to the heart of the defence, then playing the perfect pass, which he's done on a couple of occasions at Luton. Getting in the box, and when he's getting in the box, his timing's good and he's scoring the goals. Confidence is, is a... Unbelievable thing, and it's a massive thing in football, and I think mm. it gets underappreciated, like you know, because they've all all these Premier League players have all got to be good, don't they? Otherwise, they wouldn't be Premier League players. <laughs> so, confidence and mentality must be he's it, it, saying to do with it. And, and what you know, a, a three yard goal with a header can give you all that confidence. It's unbelievable what it does, mm. but it, it has it's kick started him on three and four games now. But not only that, he's been really up there as one of the best players. Again, on you know when you go, oh, he's a man in the match. He's in the top three in the last couple of games that he's played, which is uh, it's great to see. And um, I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased because I think you know we all want it to work. Of course. Um, you know he's got the backing of the fans with the song and everything like that. And um, it, it would be a real boost for us if if he does continue to carry on the. The, the form that he's shown at the moment. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think the one thing that I think the one thing that the coaching panels the coaching panel would look at and the manager and the gaffer would look at is he's only I think I don't know if people realise, he's only twenty four years old. He's still got yeah. he's still got a lot of football to play and he's still got a lot of scope for improvement. So I think and and the whole Granite Jacker debate, you know, letting go of Granite Jacker to bring in Kai Havertz to play in that you know, that sort of left-handed attacking midfield role, which you've seen Kai Havertz do. And he also has he also has versatility to play up front, to even play left-back, which we saw him play in the international break for Germany too, and he scored a goal too 
um, internationally. So his versatility is something that is going to, it's something that's going to tick the box that Mikel Arteta mentioned prior to the season, unpredictability. Um, and, and he brings that in spades, but I think the scope for improvement uh, with regards to Kai Havertz is what they looked at compared to Granite Jack. And they've said, okay, well, he's probably going to bring similar numbers statistically and ana- analytically, but um, we actually think he's going to bring more in the next maybe two, three, four years. So as much as it's for the now, it's also for three, four, five years down the tracks too. So, um, and he would look back at his last couple of games now and say, well, it's a confidence thing, but now I've got some evidence to back up uh, the reason why this club has signed me. Look, I've scored goals. I've provided, you know, uh, I've provided drive from the back half. I've provided drive for midfield. And now the sky's the limit. Yeah, and the other thing that he does really well is he keeps the ball moving very, very quickly as well. He He's got a very good touch on him. And, uh, he, you know, so we, he doesn't slow down the play, um, which he was doing at the beginning of the season because mm-hmm. he was just trying to be a little bit precise. But if you have a look at him, he, he looks to push the ball on quickly. Um, and also, I think that um, one thing that I think Chelsea fans criticise him for was his work rate and commitment um, to yes. the tackle and things yes. like that. That's one thing that I wouldn't, wouldn't put his door even through the difficult times that he had. He was always putting in the work and, and was always putting himself up to the physical challenges and mm. uh, against Luton, that was what was really needed and required. And he didn't shirk away from it. He was one of the people that was getting stuck in and, and making the, those challenges and um, winning balls in the air against, uh, you know, a physical uh, opponent. I, I think that he sticks every box at this moment in time. And uh, if he carries on doing what he's doing, it's only like three or four games. But if he can keep mm-hmm. this going now for five, six, seven, eight games, all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the price tag and everything will be sort of, of um, not spoken about. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it, it's one of those ones now where, there, I mean, there's no reason for him to not continue on his merry way because he's done it now and he just needs to keep doing what he's doing. And I think, uh, just before we move away from him as well and move on to the game against Villa this weekend. He, he's unassumingly tough and he's unassumingly physical, not just not just with ball at his feet, but aerially too. You mentioned the aerial duels as well, and he's able to get up and, and provide support in the air for not just midfield, but offense as well. And he's very nonchalant. I think that's just his demeanor. That's just the way he goes about it. Yeah, I think that... Some players have that, don't they? You know, yep. that sort of body language, you know. Yep. I don't think you can help that. No, you can't. Some people have a, think a body can. language <laughs> that fans like. Yeah, and, and, and he's just got that um, way. But you, you can see that he cares. You can see that he cares in, in his performances and way he gets stuck in and everything like that, Like you know. I think it's been a bit tough on him coming in when you, you, you look at maybe even like Declan Rice coming in and like, you know, like taking it, all in his stride mm. and the fans loving him and everything like that. You know, I don't know, you know, and, uh, but uh, sometimes players have that lazy look about them, don't they? But not necessarily that, that is, that is true. Like, you know, so, uh, and, and, and what's, what's going on at Chelsea? I ain't got really no interest to us. What goes on at Arsenal now? Like, you know, so listen, you know, and, and, and I don't care what anybody says. I know it was a great that Declan Rice got the goal and everything like that on, on Tuesday night, but for a film, that goal that he scored straight after they got to three two was a massive moment in Huge. the game as well. You know, Huge. so um, so he, he was there and done well. Jesus has to take his uh, plaudits as well because I thought he was outstanding. But 
you know, it, it does seem that they've got a little good partnership going together as well. Mm-hmm. I also think that the the combination of um, Havertz coming in and playing very, very well and everything like that is because Jesus is in the side as Agreed. well. I do think he's a big, big yeah. plus for us. Yeah, I think Jesus' link-up play is just... It's, it yeah. is the best of that, that front three. brings it all together. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Yeah. And, he's, and he's, that helps... That he's, helps Havertz as well. It does. And his work rate and technical ability is just, you know, it's it's second to none in that lineup too. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to Aston Villa. Uh, we've got Lee Judges on the line from Arsenal Fan TV and Lee Judges TV. Uh, we're going to preview this Villa game. Uh, Aston Villa, and, and, and you mentioned this, and, and my father has always mentioned this as well, Big Gino. Um, he's always told me, he said, Paul, Aston Villa is a massive club. They are an enormous club. Don't be deterred by what they've done maybe in the last 10 to 15 years. They are an, an enormous club. This is going to be a massive game this weekend at Villa Park. Uh, Unai Emery has them absolutely humming. They've won, I think they've won 14 in a row at Villa Park and the last team to beat them yeah. was the mighty Arsenal in that famous 4-2 victory last season. Um, what do you make of it coming into this game? Because Aston Villa, uh, they're no mugs and they showed that against City um, in the midweek game. No, and and, and it, it amazes when 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 people say about Aston Villa. If you've ever been to Aston Villa, the fan base, and I've always said it, they've been a massive, massive club, mm. and they are one of the biggest clubs in this country, like you know, uh, and and always have been. Um, massive fan base, massive ground. It's it, it, and they're a proper proper football club. It only takes someone to do the right things there, and 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 they're going to ignite, and that's what's happened with them. I think that that you know. Uh, I'll be very, very surprised if they don't win that conference league. They're the best team in it. They've got some very, very good players, very good players in their team. Uh, they've got a, a, a unbelievable support. I've always said it when they, when they come to the Emirates, they're away fans. They're as good as anybody. Um, and, and and they've got a manager that that knows what he's doing as well. Now, listen, timing's a, a wonderful thing in football. It wasn't the right time for him, right? Probably the right fit at Arsenal. Yep. But it certainly is at Villa, and. Um, He's gotten firing, you know. So for, for a team like Aston Villa, and uh, to go 15 games or 14 games straight, and there's some decent teams in that as well. It's not like uh, they, they've been playing lesser teams and all that. but some decent teams in that. And, and before Arsenal beat them, they was a, a, a very, very difficult team to beat at uh, Villa Park. So, um, yeah, this is going to be no easy game. This, You know, third versus first. Um, you know, I don't think there's going to be too many... Um, tougher games for Arsenal this season, and uh, you know we'd be—I'll be flying out of there if we can get a win. I can, I can tell you that. I'm flying out of there. If we do. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's going to be a very, very tight game because Villa. I think I do think the way that Villa will play at home, and I think we've seen this, and I don't think you can. Maybe you can compare the quality of the Champions League group stage to this, but. I think Villa will play an expansive open style in this game, just given they're in front of their home fans. They're playing good football. They've got an amazing goal-scoring record at home this season. They had 22 shots against Manchester City in that 1-0 win and probably, I mean, arguably should have won 2 or 3-0, really, when you think about it. Um, that might just play into Arsenal's favour, Lee. I think it has when teams have come at the Gunners this season. Yeah, I... I'm not going to argue that. I do think that when when teams are a little bit more open, um, it, it's a better game. Even the game against Newcastle, Newcastle weren't open. They they really um, uh, was defensive as well and, and and looked to get things on the break, which they didn't do the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Villa will come there. I think that listen, Villa 
took, took Manchester City to the sword at, um, on Wednesday. And uh, so I, I think that uh, if we defend well, and that's the, that's the key for Arsenal, if they defend well, don't make no mistakes uh, at the back. We have got the firepower that can uh, expose them. Uh, listen, I, I watched Aston Villa against Spurs and, and they beat, beat Spurs, but they could have so easily been 2 or 3 nil down, you know. So there are, there are uh, chinks in the army, should I say. Yes. So you can get at them. Um, so, listen, I think if if they come for an open game, you know, put your tin hats on, it's going to be a great game. <laughs> but, uh, and it could go it could go either way. And that, that, that is the thing. If you said to me now, Arsenal are going to win this game, I wouldn't be surprised. If you said they're going to lose it, I wouldn't be surprised. And if you said it would be a draw, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I, I, I can't call it. My heart probably is saying Arsenal because that, that's how I feel. But, you know, I, I think any, any result is... Um, could happen in this game. I really do. I, 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 if I was a betting man, I'm staying away from this game. Uh, yeah, I think so as well. I, I do think though the Gunners will be they'll be humming to get they'll be humming to get to Villa Park. It just seems as though I think the way this game plays out tactically should lend its hand to us. And you, you can't in, underestimate that extra day break as well, Lee. That that's going to be a big thing coming yes, into this weekend right as well. Yeah, that's a great point. That is a great point. That extra day and and surely that performance against uh, Manchester City must have taken a little bit of uh, mm. power out of their batteries. It must have done that, you know. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. I hope it does anyway. <laughs> I hope it does. Yeah. Um, I'm clinging on to that now. I'm clinging <laughs> on to that. <laughs> uh, my prediction for the game, I'm going uh, I'm going an old George Graham scoreline, Lee. I'm going uh, Aston Villa nil, Arsenal 1. Uh, I think it's going to be a late oh. I think it's going to be a late well, I actually think a defender's going to score. I think Will, I think right. William Saliba or Gabriel Magalhaes are going to get on the end of a header, and that's going to be the difference in this game. So, I think it's going to be very, very tight. Uh, I think both teams are going to go end to end, but I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as people think. I think it's going to be a defender's header. So, um, save this recording, and if it does happen, um, call me Nostradamus. <laughs> uh, listen, I'll take that. Now. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to think it's a little bit more. I think Arsenal will win it, but I think it'd be like Aston Villa one, Arsenal two. That's what I've gone. Okay. Is but, that um, uh, as is, I say, you was know, that was that your score bit. prediction on uh, Forever Arsenal? Yes, I've okay. gone for that as well. Like, you know, so, uh, <laughs> are you are you on top of the ladder there with the lads? I think you are, aren't you? I am top of the league on the Forever <laughs> Arsenal at this moment in time. Like, you know, and, uh, I had I had two I, I had two nil um, um, on. Uh, I had two nil on both games like last week, and uh, <laughs> right. you know we're two nil up against Wolves after ten minutes. And I'm going that'd do that do not, and right at the end, blow the whistle. <laughs> right at the end, they score like you know, so I messes that one up, and uh, and and when it went when they scored to make it one one, like all the other guys have got two ones and three ones, so I'm thinking, <laughs> oh no, so uh, when they went when they went. Uh, so when they went 2-2, two, two, it weren't the end of the world, you know what I mean? But like, when they went 3-2, I was panicking. I, was panicking. Yeah, I, think a lot of, I think a lot of people were. I think a lot of people were. Uh, let Geordie know as well to lay off Kai Havertz. I'm sick of it. 
I will do like yeah, like, but no, unbelievable like you know what I mean. So, nothing pleases that man. Nothing pleases that man, does no, it? No, nothing. But no, no, it's the talk sport in him. I'm telling you, like, you know, that is that. <laughs> hey, we're not we're not like that here at SEN, mate. We're we're, we're I know no, we're partners no, no. and friends, Pro- but proper channel, you guys. <laughs> we we do things differently down uh, down under here, Lee. Uh, appreciate you coming on, sir. And uh, just before we go, no, let's right. let's all just have a laugh at Tottenham, shall we? Um, they've done it again. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think they have done become. It they've done it again. They have become the first team in Premier League history to be up one nil five games in a row and lose or not get a result out of those five games. So yeah. uh, they just continue to rewrite the history books for, well, I'd say all the wrong reasons from their perspective, but yeah. the right reasons from, from our perspective. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The gift that keeps on giving them, especially at Christmas, you know, but uh, it was a great thing because we, uh, we was at an event yesterday and uh, um, oh, right. Right. we knew... We knew they was losing 1-0, so we said, oh, let's sneak out for an hour and watch the game. We walked into this pub. As we walked into the pub, I swear you not, as we walked in, West Ham scored. Like, it was like, it was, it, the timing was, was brilliant. And then it was all West Ham after that. Like, there was a few West Ham fans in this pub we was in. Like, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was it was fantastic. So we had a really good night. So, uh, yeah, we was buzzing because of Spurs, Spurs' demise again. Like, you know, so... Uh, uh, long way to continue yes. now. I, I've, uh, I'm going to be wearing black and white underpants on Sunday. There you go, right? You know what I, mean? I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, I will say the one thing just before I let you go. I did have a very big chuckle uh, when the Emirates started singing to RC Lons, "Are you Tottenham in disguise?" When the scoreline got to. I think it was about 5 nil. So uh, if that can continue in every Arsenal battering to an opponent this year, I think that'd be very, very sweet. <laughs> we love it. We love it and enjoy it. Like, you know, there's nothing sweeter than Arsenal winning and Spurs losing. There you go. Like, you know. Nothing at all. Uh, Lee, absolutely appreciate you joining us and taking time out of your day to have a chat. And uh, we will reconvene um, sometime in the next few weeks. And hopefully it's um, still Arsenal on top and, Maybe clear by a few extra games next time we speak. That'd be very nice, I reckon, heading into Christmas. That'd be very nice. That'd be very nice. Three very, very difficult games coming up for us now, though. So uh, if we're still topping the tree um, by Christmas, we're in a very, very good position. And you'll know that I'll be having a nice Christmas thinking about it. Right? <laughs> I think so as well. So That's the voice of Lee Judges. It's the SEM Premier League show. We'll be back with more on the other side.